You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of October 1, 2017, episode 52. From the city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And straight out of 9226, I am Chris Powell. This episode is brought to you by the letters DGR and BBM. What do those stand for? Stay tuned. Plus, AJ and I share some tech that caught our eye. Ladies and gentlemen, start up your engines. Let's get this party started. This is the Bellingham Podcast. Ring a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. That's right. How you doing, Chris? I am uh, happy to be done with September. Thank you very much. Uh, happy October, AJ. How the heck are you? Good. Happy autumn to yourself. And a, and a great fall right back to you. <laughs> uh, so to all of our listeners, we took a break last week. So if you're wondering why 52 is uh, a week late, it's because this is brought to you by Chris Powell and AJ Barce. So uh, we have no sponsors. And last week, Chris and I had a whole bunch of stuff fall on our plate that uh, took us away from the mics so we're back hashtag school hashtag family hashtag house hashtag, hashtag life hashtag dog hashtag uh, hipster whatever but we're back we're back uh before we dive in uh chris what are you rocking on your wrist today i have a toxic nato strap uh which is a, a wonderful black on black uh for my seiko skx 007 high watch guys out there and gals <laughs> um no i want you, you talked a whole lot about toxic nato they had a blackout uh strap which is all that i ever wanted in life <laughs> and uh yeah it feels really comfortable uh great what really impressed me was <clears throat> the, not only the shipping how it came in a biohazard plastic bag nice tongue-in-cheek uh, packaging, even though this is uh, totally sanitized for my protection. It also came with toxic waste sour candy. <laughs> Props. I like those little things. You know, if you're, in, if you're in a business and you're shipping items and you send a couple little pieces of candy along with that are a clever, quirky wink to your product, you got a customer for the long term, folks. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I got some toxic NATO uh, strappage going on in my Seiko. So, yeah. yes. Um, AJ, uh, we've been talking about this for the past couple episodes. Uh, you got on your horse and road, if you will. Yeehaw. The two the two wheeled horse. Uh, talk to us about the 2017 Distinguished Gentleman's Ride DGR. If you're playing at home at folks uh, in Vancouver, BC. Yeah. So I've been talking about the DGR for about two months or so. And uh, the DGR, if you haven't heard of them, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. It's a group of uh, men and women around the world where for one day we adorn our best Sunday attire and uh, we saddle up on our classic motorcycles or classic inspired motorcycles or uh, Vespa style, you know, scooters, anything in the, the classic retro era of motorcycling and totally dappered out. You take on whatever city that you sign up in and you ride. And it's all for supporting the Movember Foundation, uh, which supports men's health, men's mental health, and, and uh, the fight against prostate cancer. And this year, largely, uh, and I mentioned this on my Patreon, and I think I mentioned it on the show, but this last year I've had a lot of men in my life who had to fight with a lot of health issues. Mm -hmm. And I, I just wanted to do something. And so I've been watching the DGR for several years, and I've been wanting to do it. Uh, and then this year, it just kind of came to a head. And so I, I just committed, threw down, 
um, and started doing campaigning for them and, and doing fundraising. I raised over $200 for the Movember Foundation and for the ride. Great stuff. And for the, uh, because so so you do it for yourself and so that you can get sponsors. And then as a group, you also see what your 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 total is as a group. So I signed on with the DGR Vancouver. What's up, guys? Hi, guys. So as a group uh, for DGR Vancouver, we raised over twenty thousand uh, three hundred U.S. dollars. Nice. Yeah. So that's a chunk of change, y'all. It is. It is. And this year, uh, and I've got some uh, some tape that I'll run here in a second. But uh, this year, like the ridership doubled. Usually, they have about eighty or ninety riders. This year, we had over two hundred. All in bespoke attire. Completely bespoke. Uh, mostly men, but a few lady riders. Of course. Uh, totally, the money pennies among us, yes. Totally decked to the hilt. Wonderful. And that's what's really great about this is uh, the DGR does so much um, to kind of break a lot of different paradigms. One, you have men and women motorcycling, and they all of our bikes are classic inspired, so they already have that vintage bespoke look. So uh, with that, there's also a dress code. You have to be in suits or that dapper era look, and it's both on and off your bike. So even I have my my uh, kind of classic Italian cap that I wear when I'm not uh, wearing my helmet. All of our helmets are are that old, uh, kind of that older three quarter. Um, retro look with like the the goggles that are uh, up above and stuff, um, vintage gloves, um, vintage kicks, you name it. And so that is part of the persona that you take on when you ride, as well as the group. And what's cool about it is it breaks away from that paradigm of oh motorcycling grit and leather and I'm a I'm a hardcore. No, it's not about that. And also for one day, like everybody has this gentlemanship mentality. You're being kind. Novel thought, right, what Chris? What a concept. And so what's cool, so we, we took on the, the streets of, of Vancouver. And I've, Chris, I've been through Vancouver. I've been around Vancouver. Mm. I've never been in Vancouver. Ah. And this route took me through the, the, the dead heart of the city. We started off at uh, Rocket Fuel and Company, which was uh, one of the, the sponsors. That core group of guys uh, are the ones that kind of were, were sponsoring and, and also organizing this ride. And so we started there, and then we took off through the city. And I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of stinking stoplights in Vancouver. Oh, yes. It's a speed bump fest. Oh, yes. But, and here's the thing, and when you're on a classic bike like mine, it's air-cooled. So stopping and idling and when there's not a lot of windage, not the greatest thing for your machine. There was a lot of guys having some problems with their clutches. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is, um, and it kind of, as a motorcycle rider, it's kind of lame, you know, because you're like, oh, I gotta hit you ride for 60 seconds, you got to wait for 30 seconds, right? But what's cool is we stopped traffic. And mm-hmm. I don't mean like we were blocking traffic. People stopped in, in in crosswalks driving. There was a guy in a Beamer who literally was like going 35 miles an hour, came to a crawl in traffic, rolled back his sunroof, stuck out his like iPhone 8 and started live streaming us as we rode by. Well, I you know, from someone who is not a dapper motorcycle aficionado, I would probably do a double take if I'm seeing people in suits riding two wheels. Thank goodness it wasn't raining. Yeah. That could put a damper on things. Yeah. But the the, the damper for the dapper. Uh, but yeah, of course you're going to stop traffic. This is Vancouver. People are not expecting to see this, but what a great 
a, what a great group to be affiliated with or part of something that's bigger than just you. Yeah. And so uh, what was also cool is like at each stoplight, as people pulled up to us, windows get rolled down. They're like, hey, what are you guys doing? And so we all say our normal shtick. You know, this is the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. We're supporting men's health. And, you know, it, it was cool because we probably raised more funds along with awareness at each stoplight we hit. And thank goodness Vancouver has so many stoplights for you to yeah. be able to do that. <laughs> So yeah. I got a question for you there, watch guy. Uh, <laughs> with all of the the suits and the the dapper attire, were there any watches out there? Oh, oh yes. Okay. So uh, again, everything is your Sunday best, and so there was a lot of watch spotting. As a matter of fact, I was talking to one of the coordinators, and he was. This is right at the starting line too. We're trying to figure. He was trying to figure out like how is he going to get two hundred motorcycles out of this alley right next to Rocket Fuel and Company, and he, you know, he's got this pensive look, and he br- brings his his uh, hand up to his chin, and I look at him and I go, nice Speedmaster. And he goes, thank you. Watch guy? I go, a little bit. And he goes, do you recognize it? And I go, it's a limited. And he goes, yeah, it's the 50th anniversary. And I'm like, oh, it's one of those limiteds, you know? And that wasn't, it's not just him, like me. I was I was rocking my Frederic Constant, my reference FC uh, 330RM, which is limited to 1,700 pieces. There was another guy rocking a Omega Master Quaxial Seamaster that I believe is a chronograph. Um, I've, I've seen them in pictures, but I saw one, you know, in the metal. A lot of guys rocking vintage Panerai's. I mean, everything was bespoke. And even even for this ride, like, uh, and some other stuff that was going on in my life, like, I, I commemorated it by getting a, a brand new watch strap, handmade Italian leather made by a company called Watch Gecko. They, they have a brand called Gekota uh, out of the United Kingdom. And I had it shipped to me. And it's a, uh, a leather strap, kind of like a Panerai style. So it's a thicker letter, leather, but it's kind of that buckskin look. And it's a two-stitch uh, strap, so on either side where the, the lug is between your, uh, if you look above and below your watch dial, the lugs are the little bars that the strap hangs onto. Uh, a two-stitch strap has uh, two little stitches on the left and the right of the lug. Typically, they're brown. This one is blue because my watch is a uh, moon phase, and so I have that blue moon phase, and it just, it looks... It pops. It pops. So much so somebody stopped me during the ride and was just like, I gotta know is that a Frederic Constant? And I'm like, yes, it is. And I showed him and he was, you know, that that's what's really cool about this group is, yes, we're a bunch of gearheads. Yes, there was heckling, but we're all there for the cause and we're all putting our, literally, our best watch and foot forward. Very good. So, uh, Other than, so should someone be interested in the DGR, yeah. is it a Google search, Distinguished Demos yep. Ride, or yep. is there a website that uh, one could go yeah, to? Yeah, you can you can Google uh, DGR. Well, if you want to see if there's a DGR in your city, you can just do DGR in whatever your city is. But if you go to gentlemansride.com, that's the main hub. And right now, the, the goal for this year, I think was, and I think it's the largest goal that they've ever done, is $5 million. Um, and that's a large chunk of cheddar. Right now, at the time of this recording, they're at 4.5. For all of those of you that um, may have seen AJ's uh, uh, sponsorship for the, for this and those of you that contributed, thank you for that. Yes, and, thank you, sponsors. Uh, if you are aware of the DGR and have uh, contributed to that, thank you very much that you're going to, you're, do, you're donating your fundage for a good cause. So I mentioned uh, a piece of tape. So while I was uh, on this ride, which uh, we were in the saddle probably for, I don't know, roughly about two, two and a half hours, because like I said, going from stoplight to stoplight, uh, I was able to, to meet up and get to know a lot of these guys and especially some of the guys from the core group. Uh, so I met Daryl and Daryl's one of 
of the uh, you know uh, supporters and and wranglers of DGR Vancouver, and I was able to get him on the mic. You got him. You got him on an interview. Yeah. So here's here's a field interview uh, of me and Daryl. Uh, we were at St- uh, Stanley Park. Oh yes. uh, Which is the midway point uh, before we hit the pub afterwards. Yes. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and cue the tape and take a listen. Good morning, America, and greetings from Vancouver. It's uh, Daryl Zorn here from Vancouver. So uh, where where are we at? At the moment, we're in Stanley Park, iconic Stanley Park. It's a massive acreage and sort of the jewel of of the city. Uh, We're right on the water here at the lighthouse, uh, and it's uh, it's a beautiful day. We've gathered up here to do this amazing charity ride called the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Yeah, and the DGR, uh, what year is this for, uh, for Vancouver? We've had a Vancouver chapter, I guess you could call it, or event for three or four, I think four or five years. Uh, last year was my first, and it's also the one that we really got uh, to started getting organized. Um, we had about 80 riders, I believe, last year. Uh, we've way more than doubled that this year uh, with a, a bit of a social media campaign, and we've brought on some sponsorship. Uh, Starbucks was kind enough to give us... Uh, five gallons of coffee. Uh, we have major sponsors, uh, Jeff Chung from Rocket Fuel, uh, Rocket Fuel Supply in Vancouver. That's a uh, do-it-yourself garage for, for motorcycles. Uh, they also have awesome coffee there. It's a really cool place, very unique. You rent space, sign out tools, and guys build bikes all winter long and do custom jobs. Uh, that's Jeff Chung. Uh, Zach Graham uh, is a friend of mine from International Motorsports Vancouver, arguably the coolest shop in all of Vancouver, period, of any kind. He's a very passionate man about music and motorcycles. Uh, when you walk into their shop, it's like going into your favorite pub. There's guitars hanging on the wall. There's classic motorbikes everywhere. He's uh, Canada's most successful Triumph dealer and a heck of a nice guy. Uh, Rocket Fuel's uh, donating some really great prizes, a leather jacket, a helmet. Uh, International is on board with a uh, swag bag as well. And we've lined up uh, Big Rock Urban, which is a very cool, uh, successful brew pub in Vancouver to host our after party. Dude, that's so cool. So this year, uh, I think you have more riders than last year. What are we looking at? Yeah, we're pretty happy with the numbers. Uh, in the last 10 days or so, we've more than doubled, and we're, we must be into the 220 range right now, 220 committed, I believe, so that's well more than doubled in last year. Um, and things are looking good. We, it's all about charity. This whole thing is about uh, raising, mon- uh, raising funds for uh, men's health issues, prostate cancer, uh, suicide prevention, depression, Issues below the belt with men's uh, parts and uh, important stuff that it doesn't get enough attention today. And uh, globally last year with the 600 cities on board from Vienna to Vietnam to Vancouver, all over the, all over the states, South America, everywhere you can think of, we raised over 5 million US dollars. That's amazing. Uh, so other than uh, this American, uh, is there any other celebrities in the crowd that you know of? There's a lot of uh, dapperly dressed people, yourself included. We're, we're very happy to have uh, you come up from the States for this. Um, everyone looks beautiful. The, the idea of this event is, is to create a lot of exposure. So there's sort of a bike code as well as a dress code. So people put on their Sunday best and uh, get their classic bikes out. Uh, I mean, I have a Kawasaki, it's an 81 Kawasaki. 
um, you know, it's hardly a triumph for uh, Motoguzzi, but, uh, you know, it's it's open to uh, bikes that are generally not um, hey, sorry, sort of... Uh, I just don't want to squeeze too close to Generally not this sort of crotch rocket style bikes. Uh, there's choppers, there's classics, there's... Uh, all kinds of European bikes, and uh, Harley-Davidson makes a big appearance here every year as well. Uh, Triumph is the global main sponsor, and there's oh, there's so many bikes here I can't even... There's just about every style you can think of, other than, say, enduro and, and, uh, and you know, racing-style Formula One kind of... Yeah, including a whole bunch of dapper-looking vintage Vespas, man. Those are pretty cool. That's important to include too. The Vespa guys really kicked it up last year and again this year. Um, they're in full force here. They're a force to reckon with. They they crashed our party. No, they're no, they're they're more than welcome. They're invited every time and uh, they showed up on mass today and it was a pretty beautiful sight. A lot of Vespas, even vintage Hondas and Yamahas, are totally welcome here. I'd say probably most of the, well, maybe half the bikes are Japanese bikes from the. 60s, 70s, 80s, even some 90s. There's modern, there are modern bikes here that are completely state-of-the-art. They're mostly Ducati, Norton, Triumph. Uh, My little Suzuki. Suzuki's are welcome, yeah. A lot, well, that style is certainly a cruiser-style Suzuki is right at home here with, with all of us. Um, yeah, and we raised a lot of money here. I don't have the total yet because it's not the end of the day. Right, right. But, uh, you yeah, know, we're going to... We're going to have a great day. We're already having a great day. Yep. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. It's great meeting you. Welcome back anytime. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, Chris, in the future, as we, uh, as you and I become more adventurous and exploring, we uh, we might bring in some more uh, field recordings like that. Big thanks to Daryl for uh, joining us here on the podcast. So as we are talking about this two-wheeled uh, extravaganza up in the north of the border, let's talk about what's going on in Bellingham. Those of you maybe listen to, listening to us on 102.3 FM KMRE. Low power. Community radio here in the city of subdued excitement. God help us all. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to us on the radio. Yeah. So going from two wheels to two legs, Chris, <laughs> what did you do last weekend? Uh, well, this, this last weekend, um, so... Just you, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you have become familiar with my voice. It's about it's in the baritone range, uh, but you may not. And you've seen the picture on our website. I'm a smiling gent, whitish hair. I'm six foot three, two hundred fifty pounds. All right, so uh, I am not what you would call a runner. I am the guy. You need a piano moved. I'm your Huckleberry. However, there was a a, a lady in my uh, small group uh, at church who. She wanted to do the Bellingham Bay uh, Marathon 5K version because uh, this weekend was the Bellingham Bay Marathon. They had a full-on marathon, 13K, uh, a 13-mile half marathon, 10K, and 5K for all those ability levels. And she wanted to do the 5K because she's been working hard uh, you know, it, it, with, the, with the regimen and didn't have anyone to run with her. And like you know, reflexively, not knowing my uh, lack of stamina but insane power, I said, I'll run it with you. Cool. So I made the commitment uh, on Sunday morning to be in downtown uh, Bellingham Farmer's Market area with about 300 other people. Oh, you met, met some friends. Oh, well, I was part of a group. Yeah. And uh, this was... An, this is an annual event, and uh, you know it, it. It starts off at the farmers market downtown on Railroad, and it goes through various parts of Bellingham. But the 5K route 
uh, took the upper route of Boulevard Park and then looped around on State Street to come back. Five kilometers, 3.1 miles. What could go wrong? At this point, nothing did. And it was a great experience. The weather was great. Uh, I ran with my uh, small group uh, mate, and uh, we finished together. I, I let her finish first, of course. Woo-hoo! And uh, if I, uh, I slash we uh, finished in 37 minutes, 52 seconds for nice. a 5K. Uh I finished 177th overall out of 300 plus, so I'm in the middle of the pack. Uh, I was 30, or I was 83rd out of 126 males, which is the bottom third. But I really don't care because I did hey, not con- really plan or train for this. Congratulations, Chris! That Thank is you. stellar. And uh, you know, it was a great run, and it got me thinking. Well, I didn't hit the wall. I didn't vomit on the on the course path. So hey, that's a that's a plus. Uh, why not see what else is coming up in the near future? Three point one miles. It, it's fun. Well, in November there's a turkey trot here in Bellingham. Gobble gobble. That's right. And in uh, December there's the Jingle Bell Run, which is a five k around uh, Bellingham's downtown area. I'm thinking yeah, you might see my ugly mug and my six foot three, two hundred fifty pound frame. Uh, Creating potholes on the road. <laughs> running Correction. The Correction, Chris. That is not an ugly mug. That's just a pretty face. Yes. Well, anyway, uh, so this weekend I did the Bellingham Bay uh, Marathon 5K, and it was a good experience. There was a lot of great people. I really felt uh, comfortable, uh, maybe due to where I am in my life right now and my mindset, but a lot of cool people, and I got a little bit of an insight into the running lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. with watch, the, the, the horology, mm-hmm. uh, or if you're a musician like me and you have guitar and bass gear, amplifiers, effects pedals, cables, picks, cases, name it, um, there's a lot of running gear specifically for running gear. One of the things that I noticed was people are running with the big beast phones yeah. in a handheld like neoprene type case. Huh. There's some brilliance in this because... I had to ask if, uh, my friend's husband if he would hold on to my car keys because I didn't want something jingling oh, in yeah. my shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3.1 miles potentially falling out when I'm not paying attention. They keep all their stuff in a little neoprene hand grippy uh, doodad. doodad. And then as you're running, you're not really moving away from your headphones, plug in your headphones. You've got your running mix. Hmm. And okay. And then you have your breathable shirts. Uh, you've got your... Uh, you've got, there are a lot of people that had, uh, cancer sucks or they're running for somebody. And I think that is very admirable, kind of like what you were writing for. And, uh, for all those of you out there that are running for someone or running for something or writing for someone, good on you because you're, you're doing this for a good cause and and you're, it's, it's not about yourself. It's about something else bigger than you. So it was a great experience and, um, I'm, I'm not bitten by the bug because I had three days of sore calves uh, <laughs> and and my a beautiful wife was able to uh, rub my knees, which got a little sore, but uh, it was a good time. Good, dude. That's really cool. Yeah. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for some opportunity for running events. Lots of folks walked it. And uh, basically, if you park in the Bellis Fair parking lot, go in through the main entrance, go to Target, go to Kohl's, go to Macy's, go to JCPenney, walk back out. You probably got about you're almost halfway or uh, two thirds away there. That's a good point. Walked into go go to Costco, and I bet as you go through all the aisles and things like that, you might get a mile or two. Think about that as you consider 3.1 miles for a 5K. It can be done. Uh, I would uh, recommend you give it a try sometime. Get out there and enjoy the fresh air. Cool, Chris. So uh, it is time for ladies and gentlemen. Wait for it. Da 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 da. Tech that caught our eye. Yeah. So, um, 
we got some things that there's a lot of new uh, tech stuff out there, but there are a couple things that I, that are worthy of mention. Yeah. Uh, AJ, why don't you go first this time? Okay. So for me, I've just got, okay. So full disclosure, I'm a watch guy. So second disclosure, what goes with watches? Watch straps. I was going to say peanut butter, but not quite. Uh, at the time of this recording, when we're recording this all on September 28th, this is actually breaking news. Uh, <laughs> which we, we we are not a news show, nor do we play one on podcast. Yeah. But uh, the folks over at Worn and Wound came out with a brand new watch strap, which is a NATO, kind of like your Toxic, like we've talked about time and time again. The reason why I'm bringing it up on the show is that they are, to the best of their knowledge, uh, and this is reported by them, uh, the ADP, which is the ADAPT, or All Day Purpose and Terrain Strap, created by Worn and Round, so on and so forth, is the first and only all-American-made nylon watch strap. Okay. Uh, these guys, this is a project that's been in the making for three years for these guys. They sourced from uh, here in the United States right down to the threading. The threading they've got from a company here in the United States, it's like a 120-years-old thread company. They got uh, a nylon web uh, manufacturer. Their packaging is made on the West Coast. Uh, and it's just, it's a really much like we talk about, you know, this is one of those things where, uh, it's created here, quote, locally, it's here in the United States. And at the time of this recording, it's possibly one of, it's a one only right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're, they're worn around their, their products are tailored towards, uh, I would say mid, uh, mid end. I mean, they're, they're a great quality product. Uh, this watch strap comes in in multiple colors, uh, using 420 D nylon. And it's about $42 USD for a watch strap, which you know, fairly reasonable. It's fairly reasonable for th what the quality is. It's probably, uh, from what I can tell, the 420D nylon that they're using is probably comparable to what we're seeing in the, in the, the Toxic Natos. Uh, and they're also, all the hardware, everything's made here in the U.S., so props on them. And here's another op opportunity that when the time comes, you have a story to tell about this. Yeah. Tell me about your, oh, that looks like a cool watch. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so go. really cool on them. And they're really focusing on the, the story of it and stuff. And it's this is this has been a project for those guys for, uh, from what I heard, uh, about three years. So three years to get something designed, made, manufactured here in the U.S., you know, for something small. I mean, as small as a watch oh, yeah. strap. How about you, Chris? Well, uh, so... It used to be back when we were kiddos, AJ, we would look forward to September being the start of the fall TV season. Oh, yeah, sweeps. Uh, so sweeps and also like all of the different hairstyles of the sitcom stars and all of the new you know shows that may come out. Well, now in September, we are all about Apple and their software updates. Yeah, I it's know. tech sweeps. It's tech sweeps. So uh, a couple weeks ago. Apple's mobile devices got a new uh, operating system upgrade. We're not going to talk about that this episode nope. except for one thing. One thing that I noticed about iOS 11 that I'm finding pretty reasonable, and I'm given two weeks or three weeks of giving this a try, is driving mode. Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot as and, well. And uh, so here's the thing. Uh, when you are running, you're going at a certain pace and you want to change a song on your, on your playlist, no problem. When you're driving, your Apple phone or your iPad, perhaps, I haven't tested this out, knows that you're going fast. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you won't receive any text messages, which helps with distracted driving. 
And if, I believe you have somebody that's a new driver in your family. Uh, in six months from now. Okay. Getting there. But yes, uh, as this is approaching. Thinking, okay, thinking of the future yes. of, of this. But I like the fact that, one, I don't receive ding notifications, which can distract me from the vehicles ahead of me. Yeah. Or the ones that are coming up behind me or from the side or, you know, Dukes of Hazard jumping over me as, as most rush hours in Bellingham would entail. Uh, but the, the thing is you can customize your message. It's an auto reply where once someone like AJ sends me a message, hey, dude, uh, great podcast this afternoon, he will receive an automatic reply. Hi, I'm driving right now. I uh, don't want to, I can't reply right now, but I'll get back to you when I'm not, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Or, hey, stop bothering me, leave me alone, or something like that. Uh, I enjoy that because whenever I have that reflexive nature to go pick up my phone and to uh, f- fritter about at a stoplight, it's a, it makes you have to touch a button that says, I'm not driving. Yeah. So those of you that are in the passenger seat, you ain't driving, right. and you're going fast. Now you can say, I'm not driving. But it's a nice check because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be driving, not texting or checking the weather or checking uh, my my social media feeds or anything like that. Mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and also the other functions of the phone still work. Like if you're needing navigation, navigation still works oh, yeah. in that mode. Uh, and the other thing, I haven't tried this, but from what I understand, if you text urgent yeah. and then colon and whatever your text is, it will break through. I don't like announcing that too much just because most of the things aren't that urgent. Right. And, and I really want to get to you and I can't wait a little bit. No, I, you know, can you, where are you right now? I'm sorry, I'm driving. No, urgent. Where are you right now? Right, right. Like, yeah. Well, and I mean, but it's, it, it is a nice feature. Yes. Um, I would the 911 style. I, I would just argue if it is urgent, you would call the person. But, um, you know, maybe I, I haven't tested this. I mean, does phone calls come in while you're while driving mode? Is I on? haven't received a phone call when. Uh, when See, I don't in. either. I mean, who gets phone calls? But um, I do like the fact that you know that is built into that that feature. It's cool. For those of you that haven't upgraded your phone yet, it, uh, be prepared for it. That may come on. Uh, you might see a little bit of a welcome screen about that. But I found that to be a nice check for ha- getting more focus in uh, your driving uh, mindset. So, all right, AJ, we got to stick a fork in this and uh, call it good. Cool. So that wraps up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us on the iTunes, on the Google Play, on the SoundCloud, on the Spreaker, or wherever the heck else you like to listen to podcasts. If you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Low power. Community radio here in the city of subdued excitement. On that note, from the city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks again for joining us once again on the Bellingham Podcast. 